It's time for another retro throwback sidetrack bonus episode of The Hive Jive. This episode titled As the Bee Turns, originally aired on Patreon on May 7th, 2020. Enjoy. Hey, all you Hive Jive junkies out there, it's that time again. Join our hosts, John Swan and Ken Milam for another bonus edition of The Hive Jive. Yeah. We got to actually start the episode. <laughs> you're you're going to tell the whole story, I but know. we haven't actually put a beginning on it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so you made lots of promises on this week's main segment about uh, we'll talk about that on the episode. We'll talk about that on the episode kind of thing. So here's your chance. Uh, you know, welcome to the bonus episode, Ken. Tell us all your stories. Oh, well, you know, I did all of the teases over on the, on the other show. And so now we're going to have to tell y'all the rest of the story. So page two and now <laughs> was it page two or page Shout one? Shout out to Paul Harvey. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh, but okay. First off, let's see, where am I going to start? Uh, the first trap out is doing well. Uh, they're congregate. They were Next day, they were congregated all over the front of the box and when I was there early. And so they had slept. They were going in and out, too, by the way. And uh, so I think we'll probably get those bees. Max says, what are we going to do? I says, well, we're going to get those. We're going to take them over. We're going to pull uh, eggs and brood, eggs and larvae out of one of the uh, uh, one of the other boxes, put it back in there, and... We'll let them raise a queen. And he says, okay, well, what do we do then? Well, what do we, you've been wanting to raise scrats, so what we could do is order some scrats, or, or better yet, I guess we could order the scrats and put in there instead of having them raise a queen, but would they do what the little water meter box did to us? Would they kill the queen just as soon as she comes out of the cage, John? Not necessarily, because if you're doing the trap out, they've been without the queen and without the queen's pheromones for quite a while. So they're probably going to be desperate and happy to find a queen. But I would, again, you know, even though it didn't even work on mine, it usually does. But I would go ahead and cover the end of that. Like, if if they come in wood cages, like the last batch that you guys just got and put in yesterday... They were in wooden cages with the corks, and that's super easy. You simply don't remove the cork, and you just put the cage in the colony and have it to where they get access to the screen so they can smell her. Some of the younger nurse bees will feed her. That will then get her pheromones, and they'll spread it throughout the colony. And then you give them two days like that. Then you pull the cork on the candy side and let them go through and eat through the candy. So then you've got closer to five days where she's had a chance for her pheromones to go in there. Well, if you don't have the wooden cages with the corks, then the only thing you can really do is tape over the end of it. And I've done it two different ways. If I want them to be a slow release, I will use like the the masking tape, you know, the paper painter's tape kind of thing. And I will tape over the end of the candy and I, I fold it and roll it so that it's secured to that tube. And then I put just a tiny little hole or two in there or a tiny little slit in the center of that where the candy is. So they can they can get to the candy, they can taste that it's sweet, but they've got to chew the tape off of it, which takes them more, you know takes them more time. Then they get to eat through the candy to get the queen out. 
But if you really think that, man, these are just really aggressive and I I think it's going to take like an entire week before they even get to the candy just to make sure they don't try to murder her. I've used duct tape before, too, because they don't chew through that. <laughs> and I have covered the end of it with duct tape and did not put a hole in it because I did not want them getting in there at all. I wanted to make sure that they had that, you know, four days or more and then take the tape off and let them get to the candy. So if you're really concerned, you could go, you know, kind of to that extreme measure. But I think on a trap out, though, as long as they haven't gotten to the point of going laying worker on you, I think that they will actually accept the queen by just normally doing a normal queen installation like you normally would, you know, put the cork, put it in there, take the cork out and kind of let them do their thing. And I think it should be fine. But I mean, that that is one of the things, you know, on uh, on Monday's episode, we talked a lot about all the things that can go wrong and how, you know, it happens to all of us. So don't beat yourself up if something like that happens. But um, installing queens sometimes is very much like playing Russian roulette. You know, you might get it and it might go great and it might not. And one of the things is if like if you're not certain and you make it to where they cannot get to the new queen to at least release her, they can get to her to feed her and to get her pheromones, but they can't get her out of there. You can put her in there, give it three days and then go back through the colony and do a full inspection. And if you see any signs of queen cells being started, you remove all of them. And you leave her in there for a couple of more days before you allow them access to the candy. Because if they start queen cells and you've got a queen in the cage, they will always accept the queen cells over the queen. They would rather raise their own than accept this queen, especially when she's a different lineage. She, her genetic profile is so different. She doesn't smell like us at all, you know? So... That is one of those things that it sometimes could be better safe than sorry. And, you know, to do that and then go through it, yes, it takes longer. But at the same time, you don't run into a situation where, well, I just put this brand new queen in there. They murdered her. And now they're making new queens, which I either have to wait on that to succeed. But I already wanted to requeen them because I didn't like their attitude. So their new queen's not going to be any better. Or I got to wait and order a queen and wait on it to be shipped. So no matter what, there's a bigger delay that could happen if they kill her. Yep. And, uh, you know, we've already been talked about the the little the water meter takeout. They killed her as soon as she came out. She fell straight down. Now we've put a new queen in there yesterday, day before yesterday, yesterday. They come in Thursday, yes, uh, day before yesterday. And no, the ship Thursday. They came in Friday, yesterday. Don't, we put don't worry about yesterday. it because they're listening to this a week removed anyway, so it ain't gonna make any difference. Well, they put them in there, <laughs> and but when we had taken the queen out earlier in the week, and when we even just got her in the box, I hadn't even taken Max hadn't even stuck her anywhere. They're over there like, oh. Queen, we've been we've been wondering where you were at, and I just oh, we're happy to see a queen fixing to be back in the box. So yeah, and uh, we didn't, you know, it was a wooden box, so we didn't take the the corks out, and and we just stuck her in there, and we'll take the corks out probably Monday morning, and let them go through the candy and get her out, and we hope this one's going to take. I think it will, um, because now at this point. See, last time they still had eggs that they could go through and start to do those queen cells. And you had already removed their queen. You put in the new queen. They're raising the new queen cells. They murdered the new queen. 
you guys come back on like day seven or eight or nine or ten because they were capped and you took all the queen cells out of there in preparation for this new queen to be put in. So they have no eggs, they have no young larvae, they have no choices and they're queenless and the queen cells are gone. So they know there's no prospect on the way. So that changes the disposition, you know, and they were already a smaller colony, which that's one of those like fluke accident kind of things where usually a smaller colony is more readily accepting of a queen. That's why if you have, you say you've got a really big colony that's big and mean, more than likely I've had one colony that they went through five different queens, murdered every single one of them, and we tried every type of queen introduction you could do. We had her in the cage. We put her in a push-in cage. We kept the cage closed for X amount of time. Like, no matter what, they absolutely were not going to accept that queen. They would chew through wax to go underneath the push-in cage to still get to her and kill her. Like, they were horrible. So, in some situations like that, your option is then, do I really want to keep this colony? Like, are the bees and the resources worth it and worth the money that we're spending trying to requeen this colony? Or if I do requeen it, you have to break it down into such small spots so that they will accept a queen. And sometimes that can be separating a box off and setting it off to the side with just the young nurse bees and then putting the queen in that box and letting the other box go queenless and make sure they have no way to raise a new queen until this other box gets out and the queen is able to go and start laying eggs and start getting good. And then you combine those back together and do kind of the newspaper combine. Sometimes that can work. Sometimes you have to break the colony all the way down and make like if it's say if it's four boxes tall you break it into four separate colonies and then requeen every one of them. And then you end up with four additional colonies. But sometimes that's what you got to do if it's a really big colony or a really strong colony. But it it is the mean bees, the older bees, the forager bees that are going to sometimes make that determining factor. So if you can take them out of the equation and get the younger nurse bees to go through and accept them, then once they're accepted and they're going and the pheromone is fairly strong, then sometimes that can be combined back in and that's kind of the only way to get get it done. But it can definitely be a challenge. There's other challenges that can arise when requeening, too. And Max learned one of those yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in fact, it was on his rock hive. Uh, he decided he wanted to take the queen out of there just in case the new queen wasn't accepted. And he wanted to take that queen out. And it's, and I had a, had a uh, queen box of transport and he stuck her in there and he's holding it and then he is sitting there uh and then she run out and got back on the count and did this twice and then he found her again put her back in there and he's standing there and he's talking to me and and he's sitting there looking at her and she run out and got back on the on the frame and so he did it again and this time he's standing there he says well i wonder if we ought to just about that time he says, I think we just, we're going to take her. And she, he decided he's going to do away with her. And then she gets out again and he don't know where she went. We couldn't find her. Couldn't find her in the, on the, any of the frames or couldn't find her on the ground. So we're not sure what happened, but so we put the new queen in there and we're hoping there's not two, two queens in there. So we're going to go back Monday. We'll check and go look at all the frames again see if there's a queen that's on the frames if not we're gonna i guess open the 
cork on the wooden cage and let them eat through and get the new queen out. Yep. Yeah. He, so you guys called me kind of before that. And then he called me after that. And then he called me again because after you went home and went to bed, he went back out there and looked again and went all the way back through it. And he spent quite a bit of time trying to go frame by frame and take his time to find her. And he still couldn't find the queen. So that was when he was like, all right, so do you think this will work? And he told me your guys' plan. And I was like, yeah, go for it. Because if you go back out there in three days and you find the queen on the frame, that's easy enough. But you can also look and see, is there signs of a queen? Because after three days, there should be no eggs, especially considering, you know, this started a day or two prior. So if you see eggs, then she's still in there somewhere. And then, you know, you need to go find her. But if you don't see her and there's no eggs, something may have happened during all that. She flew off and got lost or got stepped on or never made it back in the hive. And so then you can remove that cork. But the good thing is with the cork still in place, if she is in there, she should not be able to get to the new queen to kill her. And so that'll kind of buy you guys some time to go through and and try to reevaluate. But yeah, you know, that's another one of those things that can come up and happen. And it's happened to me where I reach in and I'll, I'll, I pick up the queens. I'll reach in and grab them. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes I thought I had a good grip on them. But right when I go to put them inside the, the new queen cage, because if I am going to, excuse me, you got two options. You either grab her and kill her immediately, squish her, or you save her like what he was trying to do. You put her into another queen cage with a couple of attendants and you save her for a couple of days just to make sure that they accept the other one. If they don't, you then still have an emergency backup queen to buy you time until you can order more or do whatever you're going to do. And, you know, I've grabbed a queen before like that and went to go and gently try to get her, you know, put her head in the hole so she'll crawl down inside there and had her back out or, or had my fingers slip and she gets away. And sometimes even when you go to grab her, you miss her. And then she's riled up and she takes off running real fast. And so you try again and then she takes off in flight. And I've watched that before. Watch her just go flying up in the air and you're like, oh, God. But usually if you step back and you watch, she'll circle around above you a couple of times and then she'll come back down. You if she's a queen that originated from that colony and has done mating flights and has oriented on the front of it, she will actually come back to the entrance because she knows where that is. Even if the top is open, she'll come back to the entrance. If she hasn't, if she's a queen that you put at the, like if you installed her and she was already mated and she's really never done an orientation flight, she'll circle above you and then she'll follow the smell of of her colony and she'll come back down to the top of it. So if you just sit down and watch, she'll eventually fly down there and land on the top and then crawl back down between the frames. And then you get to start the process over and go through and try to find her again. But yeah, that is uh, that is definitely something that can occur. And uh, it's one of those things that at some point in time, all of us will have to experience something along those lines, you know, and it's just it's just part of beekeeping. It just happens. Well, you know, it's uh, free bees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those those weren't free. That queen cost a pretty little penny. <laughs> Oh, and I wanted to say that oh, at that, you know, we have talked about queens. These queens were all from their carniolan queens from Olivares from California. Is that how do you say it? Yeah, OHB. Yeah, they they were OHB queens, and they were carniolans. And you always said you told me you said a real carniolan are almost black. 
and one of them was very was black. The other one was very dark. It, she wasn't as black as the other one. So the black one he put in with the mean bees because they're Africanized and and mean little black bees. And so he said, I'm putting her in them. They, they won't look as, as much difference. I said, okay, sounds good to me. I don't care. But, uh, but yeah, I, I just, you know, I'm always saying, "Oh, John, I've got the prettiest bees. You ought to see these queens. They're they're almost golden." And he says, "Ken, it don't make a difference. They are all different color queens." And I just thought, "Well, okay." And you always said the Corniolans are more like the Russians. They're very dark, and these two yeah, they can, are very dark. They can be, yeah, yeah, they can be. And the the or they'll be at least a darker. They're, they may not be solid black, but they'll be a, a pretty dark color to them and to their abdomen. They may have a little bit of banding and stuff on them. But, but yeah, they. I mean, they can all change too, though. And that's one of those, like, it doesn't matter the offspring. You can sometimes tell if it's a pure Italian or if, it is, if it's got more of, like, the German bee or the Russian kind of genetic to it based on what it looks like. But you still can't ever tell. And, and the queen, you know... We talked about this in one of the the deeper dive episodes here recently. So just for everybody else who has not, well, actually, if you're on Patreon, then you know more than likely you probably heard it. <laughs> but otherwise, um, the the whole concept originally was that the queen mates with anywhere from fifteen to twenty drones. But what they have actually found is she actually mates with anywhere from fifty to seventy drones. There's that much genetic variance in there now. The majority of all of the eggs that she lays represents that 15 to 20, even though she did mate with 50 to 70. And it just depends on how much is actually in there and how well it gets mixed up. That kind of gives you your genetic variance and pattern to it. But because of that, if those drones, if all 15 of those drones are a different mix of different things, then it's really hard to be able to be like, well, these are all this and they should all look like this. Unless you're in an isolated area or you're flooding the drone congregation with one specific species, it's really hard to have just that one thing. And that's why people get packages of bees or they get a nuke, they get a new queen and they put her in there. And all of a sudden, like your bees are just this whole rainbow of colors. This one's got amber on the top of the thorax and black on the bottom and tan stripes. This one's black with tan stripes. This one's all gold with tan stripes. <laughs> you know, like they're all a mix match because she mated with a whole bunch of different types of drones. So everybody comes out a little different. And when they come into Texas in the hill country, they're redheaded mutts. And they are, have mated with Africanized bees and a lot of them are meaner than hell. <laughs> yeah, that's just uh welcome to Texas period really yeah. on that one. Yeah. Yeah, when they well, at say least uh, like central, central and southern Texas. I don't think the Panhandle of Texas has to worry about it too much. It gets too damn cold up there, and they have snow. <laughs> they may, they may get them. Yeah, they may get them. They may come through the area and stuff, but they, uh, they likely don't necessarily survive the winter without a lot of help. So anyway, yep. But uh, well, I guess as the bee turns, we'll tell more stories about our trap outs and our queens how how they're taking them and 
so is this as the as the see as the world turns is is this as the bee turns as we we're telling them stories about our queens and you know are they accepted and 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 are we, are we going to make the trap outs live and and are they going to be cannon fodder or yeah what do you, what do you think I don't know. I don't know if it would be as the bee turns or as the comb turns or as the flower turns. I don't know. But I get I get where you're going with it. We'll have to work on that. Yeah, we're just going to have stories to tell. <laughs> oh, and my chickens Ooh. are doing wonderful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The last episode uh, ended up being titled A Dead Queen and New Chickens. <laughs> Dead Queen and New Chickens. Yep, that's what it was. So we're gonna have yeah. chicken. We're gonna have eggs and and honey to uh, to uh, have for barter. And see now, what they're saying on the news is we're gonna be short meat and let's see beef, pork, and poultry. So uh, yeah, I don't know, but we're gonna have eggs and honey. Yeah, you're either gonna have to start hunting and fishing more, or learn to be a vegetarian. <laughs> Do I need to bring you some fish? No, I'm good. Okay, well, I didn't know if you eat fish or not. I, I, we got plenty of fish. I do. Yeah, no, I, I do eat fish. Um, yeah, the uh, fish and eggs. See, you're mm -hmm. set. You live on a lake. You got chickens. And you yeah, can we fish got chickens, we got <laughs> eggs, and we got fish. And then our place over at Mason, we got pork and uh, feral hog, wild feral hogs. So we're set. See, there you go. Now you just gotta you gotta take some of that uh, untamed heritage skills and and go out there and get back to homesteading, and you guys you'll be fine. You got plenty of food out there to keep you safe. There ain't nothing to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will call this one good for your bonus episode this week. And uh, again, hope everybody out there is doing well. Some places, for better or worse, are starting to lift their stay-at-home orders and starting to relax some of their constraints so um even when you you know don't don't go out there all crazy just because you've been cooped up make sure you stay safe still wear your masks keep your distance from people you don't know what somebody else may or may not have done or been you know like you don't have any idea so keep yourself safe keep your family safe stay sane and we will talk with you guys next week family y'all be healthy and be safe and, John, what do you got to add to that? Just be good. <laughs> be healthy, family. We'll see you all next week. Same back channel, same back place. Oh, that's not, no, I'm not on radio show no more. <laughs> no, no, no. It's same B channel, same, same B, B place. channel, same B place. Okay. <laughs> all right. Bye, everybody. Y'all be good, family. This Hive Jive production was made possible by amazing patrons like you, and we appreciate your support. To all our Hive Jive junkies out there, you truly are the bee's knees.